Welcome to Asking for a Friend. Each week we discuss and answer questions about culture, the Bible, and everything in between, all with the hope of learning to glorify and pursue God more each day. Enjoy this week's episode. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. And yourself? I'm good. Awesome. Okay. Let's just get into it. I have two funny bits to tell you today as our podcast intro. Like jokes? No, just like little things. Fun facts? Yeah, sure. Okay. So the first one, I'm wearing my scrubs right now and they're very comfy and I think I need to start wearing my scrubs all day every day. This is is what you're telling me? Yes. Okay. That's part one. Scrubs are comfortable. Yes. I knew that. Can confirm. Okay. Love them. Second thing. Because you're a nursing student. Yeah. I have a thing later today, and I was like, well, I don't want to, like, change. I'll just wear them all day. Because they're comfortable. Any excuse I can, I think you know, wear them, they're I'm going to. They're made to do that because, like, most medical people walk, work, like, really long shifts. So they're made to, It's like, like jammies. Yeah, I basically. just love them so much. Okay, other thing. This kind of goes with our topic today because I feel like on a lot of the things that we talk about, I'm like, is this good or bad? And you're like, that is not a really fair or good question, you know? And so I was like looking up and I was like, what is it called when you think things are either good or bad? And then it was like black and white thinking. I was like, yeah, that. What is black and white thinking called? And then this is what came up on Google. You went down a Google rabbit hole? Yes. Um, dichotomous thinking, mm. also known as black or white thinking, is a symptom of many psychiatric conditions and personality <laughs> disorders, including borderline personality disorder. So that kind of stopped my Google rabbit trail. I was like, I See, think I'm good for today. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel I was more dichotomous when I was younger, especially, you know, being raised with a pretty, like, defined moral framework. Yeah. But then, and not that, like, that's wrong, like, because I think that's important. Just as I've gotten older, it's like, life is complicated. Yeah. So it's way harder to put everything into, like, really neat categories. So, yeah. But I, so I feel like some of it's, like, age, not to pull the age card. No, but no, some of I it's get like, it. you think everything has a very clear answer. It's like, I don't know. It does, but uh, our ability to figure it out yes. is way different. Yeah. yeah, and it just made me think, I was like, dang, because... You know, one of the questions I literally wrote was like, is this bad? Does this yeah. make me a bad Christian? So you didn't take like a test afterwards <laughs> to see if you have a personality disorder? I don't want to know if I have a personality disorder. I'd rather just like leave that We probably all for do another the day. way they like define and um, yeah. We probably all have some manner of disorder just because none of our brains work perfectly. I It just, it really like put a damper on my, <laughs> like I was sending you the questions and I was like, this man, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with this. This isn't the okay. answer I Scrubs want. Scrubs are comfortable. Taylor's got a disorder. <laughs> I've got some things to work out. Now let's get into our topic okay. for today, which doesn't have to do with scrubs or personality disorders. Mm. Um, but this is a good one that me and my friends have been talking about recently. Okay. Um, And that's a legit thing. Sometimes I joke like, oh, me and my friends. No, this is something that I've been talking about with my friends lately. Um, So the other times you're not being honest. Well, we're talking about honesty next time. So we'll get that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But today we're talking about quiet time. Okay. Which, is there another thing you would call that? Because not everyone might call it quiet time. Um, But you know what I I mean by quiet time, right? Yeah, I know. If you grew up in church, you've probably heard it, uh, or certain kinds of churches. Um, I, you know, there is, I mean, just time with God. Some people would just call it, like, personal Bible study. Like I daily mean, Bible reading. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of an encompassing term for uh, 
individual, so not corporate, not like on a church, but individual spiritual time. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But, but yeah, it's kind of a generic term that's been around for quite a while. Yeah. Quiet time. I don't know who says that, but. I, I've been doing this thing lately where I talk in country accents, so okay. it's going to come out. Um, okay. So do I have to have it? <laughs> do I have to have quiet time? Do you have to or do you get to? Mm. Mm. And Ob- that's the end of the episode, folks. <laughs> Obligation or opportunity. Wow. Well. Do you have any other questions? <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I mean, you should have saved that for the end because okay. people can just hear that and then not listen to and the rest. We're done. But no, that's a good way of looking what's at your, it. What's your, what has been your conversation with your friends? Okay. I feel like, Okay, it is one of those things that you do have to make time for, you know, it's a discipline, but some people are so, air quotes, busy, Mm -hmm. or they maybe don't know how to work it into their routine, Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, why do I need to do that? Like, God loves me whether I have quiet time or not, or like, I'm going to church, I'm serving, why do I have to have quiet time? Um, These are just some of the things that I've heard. Yeah. And... I guess I'm trying to encourage people to have quiet times, but I'm not exactly sure how to approach it. So I'm coming to you with that. Mm. That's the place You're I'm coming from. For a friend. I'm literally asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. episode, like it's it's real. Yeah. So I, you know, the I think the reason why there's this like term, like we all like most a lot of people have heard that term, like quiet time. Oh, like oh, you should have a quiet time. Like what that is stemming from is that as you read the Bible um, and if you have this desire, like, okay, maybe you identify as a Christian, like, okay, I have this relationship with Jesus. Like, and I, ideally, people want that relationship to grow over time. So as you read through the Bible, you get a lot of these pictures and verses and ideas that that relationship can grow and the way that's supposed to work is with really deep, interconnectedness with Jesus. Mm. So I think about John 15 talks, it uses the analogy of vine and the branches. Like, and it, it says this, like, if you abide in me, which is, you know, not really how we talk now, but it gives this picture of this, like, um, regular, constant living with, being with, doing things with Jesus. And so there's a lot of different aspects of what that looks like. You know, that's why we have church. Like, we're supposed to do that with other people. But we're also supposed to do that as individuals. And so usually one of the things a lot of people point at and look to is the example of Jesus. Uh, So all the time, you know, Jesus is doing his ministry. So he's hanging out with the disciples. He's healing people. He's teaching in the synagogues. He's traveling. And constantly throughout the Gospels, it tells us that like, okay, Jesus did this thing. Then he withdrew to be alone and pray. Mm. So as like Jesus is going through life and he is staying connected to the Father, he is doing that by going and being by himself with God. And so as followers of Jesus, wanting to be close with Jesus, the picture we get in the New Testament is that if we are not spending consistent time with Jesus, um, that relationship is going to be affected. Mm. And so that's why this idea of quiet time has grown out through the years of a practice that Christians do that help us stay interconnected with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, and so, should you do it? Yes, absolutely. Because 
the goal is being closer to Jesus. And so this is, this is a means, it's not an end. The end is closeness with Jesus. And this is a really important means. And there is a lot of means, you know, there's, there is going to church. There is being invested in community. There is having discussion with your friends. Um, but your relationship will be made stronger if you spend one-on-one time with the, with who the relationship's with. Mm. And so that's why a quiet time is encouraged a lot. It's like, it's time alone with Jesus. Yeah. And I think you gave this analogy before where it's like, if you want to grow in like your relationship with Emily, it's like, you're going to spend intentional time with her getting to know her Mm -hmm. things. Like, I mean, y'all have been married for 10 years, but you know, like intentional time. Now, like definitely as life gets busier and we have kids and stuff, it's like, we miss it and we have to like work for it and we need it. Like, we can't just assume, hey, we have these past years of marriage, like that that just mm. carries over indefinitely. Yeah. Like it's something you have to continue to pour into so that we can that we still feel emotionally close to each other. Yeah, and I feel like that's a good way to frame it up for people that maybe aren't making a quiet time habit. And it's like, well, why do I need it? It's like, just like human relationships, yeah. you have to pour into them, yeah. and invest in them and make time for them. Yeah, which in in it kind of get it'll in some ways expose what you actually view Christianity is. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's good too. Yeah, because it is like, so the point of this, the point of the Bible, the point of all this is, as we've been talking about it a lot with our staff right now, but it's, it's union with Christ. You know, we're supposed to be united to Jesus. And so if that's like the point of why I am a Christian, why I am a Jesus follower, then obviously a large portion of my life should just be spent with Jesus. Like yeah. if that's what I actually view life is about, what it is about, that's got to be a big part of it Yeah. versus just like um, thinking the right things or, you know, going to church, going to church once a week. Yeah. Um, which all of those are aspects of the Christian life and those are important. Um, but if, if, um, if it's never me actually spending time with my savior, um, it's my, my relationship and my walk with the Lord is going to suffer. Yeah. I don't know. This might be a separate episode, but is it, is this, would you say the most important like spiritual practice or thing you can do to be closest to Jesus? Because then if yes to that, then it introduces that idea of like, then why do I need to go to church if I'm in my Bible? Cause yeah. we're called to do both. So yeah. I guess it can't be a one or the other question. Yeah, I mean, the Christian life is comprehensive. So it's so when when we're spending time with Jesus, we're also supposed to, you know, practice the way of Jesus. We're supposed to live because one of the th- aspects of his life on this earth is is teaching us how to live rightly. Right. And so what did Jesus do? He lived in community. Um, he went to synagogue. He cared for people and showed compassion. So we're supposed to live the, mm. we are his disciples. We are supposed to follow what he did. And so it's not an either or, it's a both and. Um, but I would say sometimes definitely like you already kind of touched on busyness. It's like, okay, well I already do this Bible study and I go to church on this and this and this, you know, it is. Um, I feel like one of the ones we, it's easier to neglect yeah. is the one-on-one alone time versus I enjoy going to church because I see people I like and I like the music and stuff like a lot of times (laughs) it feels like much more work to carve out, um, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour 
of me sitting by myself and either praying or reading the Bible or thinking or journaling or any of those other aspects that basically just different tools we have to help us connect with God. Mm. So I would say, yeah, you don't want to, you want all of them, you want right. all of those aspects right. of what it means to, to follow Jesus. But I would say one we probably is easiest to neglect is that alone one-on-one time. Yeah, that's good. Oof. So I, I think these next few questions are just like, I think it's just points of concern for people or just practical questions. Yeah. Like these are things that I, I think people, or, you know, even me, like when I was developing a habit of quiet times, it's like, these are things I thought about. Okay. And so we need a pastor's opinion. Mm. Okay. Does it need to occur every day? Um, once again, uh, is it like, <laughs> does it have to, or do, do you get to? Yeah, um, I know, but these are the things, like, this is the way. Have you ever thought about it in that way? Like, was yeah. there a point where it's like, do I have well, to? Well, it's, it's not an all-or-nothing proposition. Right. And so I'd say any time that you carve out to spend with God is a win. Mm, that's so, good. That's a good encouragement. Yeah, so, like, I, I feel like a lot of times, so it's almost, any time I'm talking to young people, well, and, and honestly, Christian, all of us in general, there's always this sense of, I don't read the Bible as much as I should. I don't pray as much as I should. Right. And so it is like kind of this, uh, we evaluate it maybe not in the most helpful manner. Um, Spending alone time every day with Jesus every single day would be a huge win. But if you miss a day, it's not the end of the world, you know. And sometimes habits are hard to form and um, life changes and and gets disrupted, Um, like my family added a baby mm. three and a half weeks ago. Um, so for three and a half weeks, I haven't been sleeping well, which mm. means only the past two days have I gotten up and read the Bible in the morning like I typically do. So you give disruptions and stuff. So asking the question, does it need to happen every day? Uh, once again, I don't really like the question. Um, it would be, I mean, spending time with Jesus every day is awesome. So it's an incredible opportunity that, the God who spoke reality into existence makes himself available to us yeah. and we could take advantage of it if we have the desire. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. On kind of a purely practical thing, I would say habits help. That's what I was just thinking yeah. about. So if you have a rhythm, it'll probably yeah. lend itself to making that a lot more consistent Versus just kind of... Um, when I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, you just more than likely will not feel like it very often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, so if you have that kind of pattern formed in your life, it'll help make that a lot more consistent. And which is why, historically, like we call things disciplines, yes. spiritual disciplines. It's not because these things are the worst. It's that like it just helps to create this pattern and consistency in, in our life. Yeah. Hmm. Man, I just feel like where I'm at with it, if I were to miss a day, I think I would beat myself up over it pretty hard. Like that you're bad? Yeah. And I just don't know how to not think of it like that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like what happens is a lot of people will start these like Bible reading plans and then they'll be good for three days, three weeks, three months, but then they miss a day. It's like going to the gym and eating healthy. It's all the same mm-hmm. thing. It's like, oh, once you have one bad day, then it just goes off the rails yeah. from there. Yeah. You know? But I guess that's all just disciplines, like habit forming and... 
Yeah, in general, like leading a disciplined life. Um, I mean, one one of the things we always have to contend against and make sure to remind ourselves of the gospel is is elements of shame. Um, you know, especially in regards to like our spiritual life, um, it is easy to feel guilt and shame that hey, I've been a bad Christian because I haven't read my Bible in three months. Um, it's just not a productive mindset, mm. you know. And it's you know, so one gosh, it's it's one that's taught a lot and a lot of familiarity. But like, we really have to work hard to internalize the story of the prodigal son. Mm. And so, because it is us. Yeah. So you think about it, like, so when the son goes off and does whatever the heck he wants, his mindset <laughs> is like, okay, I'll just go back and be a servant. So I'll, I'll just like, okay, I'll just like, hey, I'll be good again. And then maybe my dad will welcome me back. And then it says like, the father's like sitting on the porch waiting. And when he sees his son, even from a distance, he takes off running. Mm. So like, so it's not a... I haven't read my Bible in three months. I'm a bad Christian, so I need to start doing that again. It's you have an opportunity to spend time with your Heavenly Father, and anytime you do it, it's a win. So are you a bad Christian if you don't desire that? Because some people might not desire that. Um, I don't know. I think well, that I'm goes getting into in a the deeper question. Like... <laughs> well, so what's your one of the things, you know, so say I was having a conversation with somebody who identifies as a Christian and it's like, I really just don't care if I spend time with God or not ever. I'd be like, okay, well, let's talk about if you actually know Jesus. Mm. Versus so even, so one of the things you're identifying in yourself, um, maybe it's guilt, maybe it's conviction, but you recognize there's this need yeah. and something's off when I'm not when I'm turning to the wrong things. Yeah. No, so 100%. we want, we want to be careful with that because it's, it's not, about shame and guilt, but that that does point out to there's this thing going on in your life that you realize is off when I'm not pursuing Jesus. Yeah. So sometimes when people are like, um, they don't have that, I'm like, okay, tell me your history. Okay, you grew up in church. Like, when do you think you became a Christian? When what has Jesus done in your life? You know, I would start asking those questions. If, if, if there's just, I mean, but, um, and not to just like, hey, if you don't want to read the Bible today, you're not actually saved. You know, because we go through seasons and we go through tough yeah. spots and, you know, and I don't always have the desire to follow God. Um, that's not always there, um, which is another reason we call these things disciplines. Because right. like, okay, I don't really feel like it today, but I'm going to make the choice of putting myself in proximity to God through his word, through prayer, because I know I need it, even yeah. if I don't feel like it. So, or in my mind, maybe this is wrong, but I think of it as a little piggy bank. So like all the days that I spend with God, cause I'm not, well, this week has not been fun, but like, I haven't been in a season lately compared to previous seasons where it's like, I need this. But I think of it as like, I'm storing up a little piggy bank. And then when I do have a terrible day, like yesterday, yeah. then it's like, oh, well I have all these truths about who mm -hmm. God is and like, how much he cares about me and I could just like break open the little piggy bank and yeah, it gets me through. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I'm just a really, uh, man, it just comes, I'm just like, I'm just a very like a uh, accomplishment based person. Yeah, so it's like, oriented. yeah. So it's like, look, I did my thing today. That's your gold star. Right. But then it kind of turns, this is a question further down the list, but it's like, I guess w with anything that's a, d that's a discipline, it gets like this, but sometimes it becomes more of a checking a box than a, 
like being intentional about being in the word because it's like oh i read my bible yesterday what did i read mm, i don't know yeah what did i get from it mm, mm-hmm. yeah so how, what would you say about that yeah i mean it's easy to fall into that um and so, so much of it depends on like heart matters like what is your motivation um and so yeah it could be easy to do the right thing for the wrong reason yeah and god talks about that you know, he says, you praise me with your mouths, but your hearts are far from me. Um, I, I would not say it's a bad thing of like, you know, I didn't want to, and I had a hard time caring, and it was a struggle, but I read my Bible because I know it was the right thing. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't come down on that. You know, because if we only read the Bible when we really felt like it, or if we only prayed when we really felt like it, or if we only did what was right when we really felt like it, yep. you know, that that would not be a great lifestyle. Mm. But it's it's choosing to press into God even if I don't feel like it. That I think is what can pay off, yeah, long term. So it depends on your heart behind it. It's like, yeah, if I'm doing it just because I'm gonna be a good Christian, yeah, versus like. I know this will help me follow Jesus in the long run. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, it, there's nuance to that. And um, it changes day to day. Yeah. Which yeah. there's a, a, a well-known pastor and writer, um, Eugene Peterson, his, his kind of phrase that a lot of people know him for is that following Jesus is a long obedience in the same direction. Hmm. And so honestly, I don't hate your piggy bank analogy because it is like, you know, a lot of times we're transactional, so it's like, okay, I go to <laughs> yeah. God because I want to get something. Right. But it's really like anytime, like I said, any day you choose to spend some time with God, it is like this treasure you're storing up. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I don't think that's a terrible analogy. Let's go. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> um, okay, this is a good one that I think about sometimes. Well, we've talked about this off script, but it's good for the podcast. Like, okay. how do you hear from God? during quiet times, do you audibly hear him or do certain verses like stick out to you and you're like, oh, that's God or that's yeah. the Holy Spirit in me like is being stirred by this verse. Like how would you describe that to someone? I yeah. think a lot of people get caught up on that because they're not hearing from God. Yeah. But some, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, have we like kind of talked about like what, what a quiet time is? Like what, what do you do? Maybe we skipped over that. <laughs> yeah. So so that's so once again. But I have some questions about like what does it okay. look like. Okay. Um, so I would say from my personal experience, ninety eight percent of the time, I just made up that percentage. Um, I don't necessarily feel like I heard from God. Um, I would say the times I have felt like a very definitive, I've heard from God. It was not audible. Um, some, um, probably most often it is through the scriptures. The word of God's just hit me in a certain way. I needed to, I needed to read that verse. I needed to read that chapter. Um, and God pointed out something and it was like, oh, that obviously for me in this moment applies to this. Um, the other times that are just like really clear in my walk with the Lord have been through prayer and there's a handful of ones that felt like the closest to like God said something to me right here. Um, and as I've been praying and it wasn't about what I was praying about, 
like I was praying about this thing over here and all of a sudden as clear like as clear as it could be minus it being like audible I heard God say something to me and I knew it was him um it's hard to define like how you how you experience that because I do mm. think it is through relationship. Mm. So I I knew in that moment it was God talking to me because I have spent years of my life in prayer and reading his word and trying to follow him that when he said it I knew it was him. Mm. You know the Bible talks about it, it, Jesus said you know my sheep hear my voice. Yeah. It's because they've been following the shepherd a long time. Yeah. And so I don't think that always looks the same for every person. Yeah. I think God's big enough to relate to us in different ways. Those have been my experiences that like, I'd say 98% of my quiet times, I get up, I read my Bible. I, I do journal here and there. I'm kind of sporadic, not always super consistent. Um, I pray and a lot of times that's it. You know, I, I write a chapter three of the Bible. Um, I ask God to lead and guide me that day and to be with me and to help me follow him. Um, maybe wrote down a couple of thoughts about what's going on in my life and then that's it. There was no voice from heaven. There was nothing that felt completely life changing that day. Um, it was, I'm choosing today to point my life towards Jesus and that's what it is. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. So, is quiet time like a really personal thing? Like, is it weird for you to talk about what you do in your quiet times? And like, should we be talking about that with other people? Not like, oh, it's a private thing, but it's like, is it wrong for me to ask my friends? Like, do you have a quiet time? What are you reading in your quiet time? Do you do it every day? Do you use that tone when you ask them? Um, I don't want to answer. Maybe you should be slightly less aggressive, <laughs> more inquisitive versus, did you read your Bible today? I'm asking in that voice to Per, I'm, I'm, it, it was a leading question. I'm like leading you to a, <laughs> yeah, a conclusion. You want me to answer a certain way? Yeah. I know, I think I know what you're going to say. Um, it depends on your heart behind asking them. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like you're asking them it from a place of like self-righteousness and like, are you doing this? You should be doing this. Not like caring about their spiritual yeah. well-being. Um, That's what you would say. So it just depends on the relationship too. I, I, don't, I don't think it, it shouldn't be weird between Christians to to talk about what's going on in their personal life with Jesus. Because I feel like that shame comes up if you're not doing those things and someone asks. Like if someone were to ask me and be like, All right, did you have quiet time today? And I didn't. Yeah. I'd be like, mind your own business. What the heck? Does it matter? Get out of my face. So maybe I need <laughs> That's to... That's a lot more I think, revealing about you. I think I'm on edge right now. But, <laughs> I, but I know that like it can be... Or if you hear someone else say, oh, I'm actually doing really good in my quiet times. I've been consistent for three months. Haven't missed a day. Then if you haven't been, then it's like, oh, is this person just flexing on me? They're trying to make me feel like a bad Christian. Maybe I'm the only person that thinks like this and I need to seek forgiveness or something <laughs> because... Do you know what I mean, though? I know what you mean, but I mean, that's like eight different things. Going back to your question... <laughs> Here's what I would say, and one of the things I've always tried to encourage. Our faith in Jesus is personal. It was never supposed to be private. That's what I would say. Why do you keep coming up with these one-liners and you just, like, let it <laughs> ring out in the room for a little bit? That was a good one. I've, I've taught the Bible now for 11 years. So you get recurring themes, so you figure out ways to articulate truths in little nuggets. And so that's one of the things I have said a lot through the years to people when it's, you know, because some, sometimes 
people try to bring that line. Like, you know, if they're asked about their spiritual life, I was like, oh, well, that's oh, it's private. personal. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's not biblical. Oh. Yeah. Um, I like, you know, it's interesting, the story of Daniel, um, you know, lion's den, that stuff, um, living in a country um, that didn't promote following God. You know, in fact, other religions, pagan religions, live in however he wanted to. And how they tried to remove him from his position is that they knew three, I think it's three times a day, maybe five, five times a day, whatever, I can't remember now, three or five times a day, this guy goes to his house and prays near the window. To me, that doesn't sound like he was bragging, but it was public in a way. So much so, like, everybody knows Daniel prays this often that we can use that as a way to trip him up. Yeah. You know, and I think there's, I, I feel, you know, there's lots of examples within the scriptures of, like, yeah, our, it's not supposed to be to ourselves, you know, um, our faith, you know. In fact, it, you know, it, it says th- that we should let our light shine before men. Mm, yeah. They'll see our good deeds and give glory to our fathers in heaven. And so, yeah, I would say our, our relationship with Jesus is personal. It was never meant to be private. Mm. That doesn't mean we have to divulge all of our prayers to everybody. Yeah. I'm just saying I, I don't think that should be a weird thing. Uh, between Christians, especially ones that are in community together at the same church, of like, hey, what's God teaching you? Hey, what have you been reading? Um, you know, those those kind of questions should should be normal. And with, it's hard because I'm in that position as a pastor, and a lot of times I am asking you guys, like, hey, have you been getting into the Word lately? So that is, a and then norm- we feel that like <laughs> maybe. Well, I I don't know. Easily, almost always the question answer is not as much as I should. Yes, which may mean once a week or or, never. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Um, yes. And I I always say, hey, that's okay. You know, do you need like some ideas? Like, what was the last thing you were reading? You know, you know, I I I usually ask a lot of follow up questions, and I I usually tread lightly because a lot of times. So it's always interesting to unpack. Um, conviction versus guilt or shame, but usually like. <laughs> so, having a negative feeling because you're doing something negative isn't always bad, because it can point us back toward what's positive. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay, this is another part. So, <laughs> sometimes if I talk to somebody and like I haven't read my Bible in half a year, and they feel bad about it. Sometimes that bad feeling could be like, okay, well, go read your Bible tomorrow. Or sometimes it can lead you farther and farther away of, I'm just terrible. I'm a crappy Christian. I'm never reading my Bible again. I'm not. So that can be kind of some difference between shame tends to like lead you farther away, but conviction can lead you closer towards the Lord. You're making. I know. Faces. I'm sitting here like with my mouth open. We might need to talk about that because I didn't know those were different things. Uh, yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, because not not all, sometimes, you know, if we are doing things we shouldn't do, hopefully that is accompanied by a bad feeling. Right. You know, it shows us that something's off. Yeah. Um, But sometimes, depending on why exactly we are feeling bad, if it's conviction, once again, you know, which is something from the Holy Spirit to reveal to us, like, you're straying, or shame of just, you know, piling on and feeling crappy about ourselves. What's the outcome of that? One typically leads us farther away from the Lord Mm. and one typically helps us correct some negative things in our life. 
I'm gonna have to think about that okay. one. Okay, think about that. Okay, one last thing. Okay. Um, so let's say that you're talking to somebody. Why do I start every question like that? How about... A hypothetical? Yes, I just love thinking like that. How about you're trying to encourage someone who is not having quiet times to start having them. So how would you, like, how would you instruct someone to do that? Like, amount of time should they be journaling and where maybe should they start reading? And just how would you... I am going to keep talking, so I'm just going to stop here. <laughs> okay, is the person asking for advice? Yeah, like they, like somebody okay, I want wants to start, to start, but I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. I don't even know how to have a quiet time. How long should I do it? What should I be doing? Like, do yeah. I just, oh, this is a question I had. Like, do I just flip open my Bible and then go for it? Or should I be following a little plan type yeah. thing? Uh, so typically I encourage people, um, well, there's not, there's not rules. The goal is spend time alone with God. Um, so they my, should make rules for this stuff. <laughs> my biggest encouragement would be to be in the Bible, um, for sure. So I would definitely <laughs> like, and not flip it open randomly. Um, I would encourage people to read larger passages of scripture and usually in succession because um, a lot of, definitely the New Testament, a lot of it is a letter. So you don't want to read a, a sentence out of that letter and then not know what the rest of the letter says. Right. Um, if somebody's newer to the faith or hasn't ever really read their Bible very much, like doesn't really know much of what's in it, um, you know, a, a very common place to start is the Gospels. And a lot of times we encourage people to start with the Gospel of John. So I'm like, hey, if you've never read through the stories, the teachings of Jesus, read the Gospel of John. Mm. That's usually where I tell people to start. Um, uh, if it's definitely like, this has not been a practice. It's not like, okay, I used to do quiet times and I've kind of fallen off the wagon. If this is like a new practice, never really done this. Um, I would say just read a chapter. Yeah. Read a chapter. Think about it. Um, definitely pray. That doesn't mean you have to spend an hour in prayer. Um, I try to encourage people both before and after. So if you're going to read the Bible, you know, you could pray. Like, hey, God, um, would you speak to me through your word today? Mm. And then at the end, you know, thank God for the day ask him to help you throughout the day. A lot of times, I guess we didn't even say this, um, a lot of times what's encouraged is the morning. You know, it kind of yes. kicks your day off right. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, if you don't, if you have to get up at 4 a.m. for your job, you know, I could would understand if you, that's not something you want to do. So anytime is a good time. Yeah. But yeah, if you can start your day off, that usually sets the tone for the day. Um, I know for myself lately, um, I've been... And I haven't been that successful since we've had a child. Um, but I kind of just felt this pressing on me of like morning and evening, mm. you know, kind of book in the day. Yeah. And, you know, there's other aspects of my day since I am a pastor that typically gets me into the word of God or with people. But a lot of times it's work and not me just spending time with yeah. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Read a chapter. Read a verse. Like I said, any time spent mm. with God is a win. And so you don't have to set this bar of if I didn't pray and meditate for two hours, it was worthless. Yeah. No. Read a chapter. You know, if you've never read through the Gospels, read read through the message of Jesus. Read, uh, read the Gospel of John. Or, you know, a lot of times when I'm talking with you guys, and a lot of you all have been in church for a while um, or have been following Jesus for a while, uh, another common question I ask is like, hey, what do you feel like you don't understand the Bible? Like, do you feel like... You kind of have been through the New Testament, but don't really know what the Old Testament's about. Like, what what's a gap? And mm. and then I might try to give some advice. Well, hey, like read read through this. This might help give some context, or this might 
you know, increase your understanding of how the Bible all works together. So, mm. so depends on the person. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I do think journaling is helpful for me. I mean, I've found it to be more helpful than just reading and closing my Bible and moving on. Yeah. But um, no, journaling's not for everyone. Not everyone likes it. No. For me, um, I mean, it's proven even, like, you know, just outside of, like, re religious settings, you know, um, journaling's a way of, of processing your thoughts. Yeah. So it is kind of a, it's like a, it's like a physical way of thinking in a way. Um, so there's different, like, ways to journal. So you could, like, okay, I read a chapter of the Bible, now I'm going to write down a couple of thoughts right. about it. Or, I mean, you could journal just on, like, what's going on in your life. Mm. Like, hey, this is stressful because of school, or I had this interaction with a friend, and I, you know. Uh, so there's different ways to journal, but it does help you, I think, process thoughts, yeah. which I think is just a helpful, healthy notion in general. Um, yeah, and it's weird going back and rereading them. Yeah, so actually, I find that to be yeah. hard sometimes. Yeah, I probably the most consistently I've journaled like every single day was um, when I took a semester off from college and did a mission trip in the Philippines for like five six months. You journaled then? Oh yeah, which I mean I have off and on. I'm I'm kind of a sporadic journal, but like for those like five and a half months, it was pretty much every day, sometimes oh twice my a day, gosh. because I was super stressed out and I was trying to cope with it. But now it's interesting going back and reading that, which it gives me a really good chronicle of that unique time in my life where I spent five months on an island in a village. Um, but and, Do you journal to God or mostly just like getting your thoughts on paper? Mainly getting my thoughts on paper. Every once in a while, um, I'll write down a prayer, um, but mainly getting my thoughts on paper. Um, interesting. So right now I actually bought, and I, I think it's pretty cool. I had heard somebody else mention it and I looked it up. Um, it's called a five-year journal. And so it's not, so like one page will say January 1st, and then it'll have five sections that are about a paragraph no, long. Oh, that's cool. So I'm on year three of it, um, and there's definitely that plenty of days really I miss. Cool. But it is interesting now getting to year three where I can kind of look back, okay, like what was happening February 9th of 21, what was happening February 9th of 2020, and I kind of see. That's really cool. Yeah, so I, I've been enjoying that lately. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of days that are missed here and there, but it, it was interesting last year in 21, once I started hitting, you know, March of 2020 when the pandemic happened and it's like all the days leading up to like, oh, I did, I had never heard the word COVID. And then it was like, church is shutting down. Everything is closed. Oh I hate being at home, you know, yeah. but now, yeah, being in 2022, now I'm seeing two years back on, Hey, what was happening on those days? Yeah. Uh, the other day in my room, I found this prayer journal that I completely forgot that I had. And it was from the year 2019. So that's like the year I got baptized and got real serious about my faith. And I wrote down my prayers every day from January until October. And I was reading them and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy because I don't remember doing that. Yeah, which is another reason journaling can be a helpful thing. It gives you a record of what was, yes. what you were feeling yeah. during those times. It was, it was really cool, yeah. honestly. I, cause I didn't know I had it and I went back and read some of it and I was like, yeah. wow, this is really, this is cool. Yeah. So I have that one that it's, it is kind of like my mission trip journal that has all of like that time in the Philippines and a couple of other short, shorter mission trips, but it's kind of like the one I take out mission trips to record those, yeah. those things that are happening. That's really cool. Okay. This was a longer episode, but I think it was I think it was good. Hopefully this was encouraging for people that struggle with quiet times or want to start 
or don't see the value in it. This could, this, this podcast could, uh, I'm thinking of the word hats. I don't know why. Like it, it could be lots of different hats. It's comprehensive. Yeah. This podcast is wearing lots of different hats. Yeah. Time with Jesus (laughs) is good. What was the thing you said at the beginning? It's an opportunity, not an obligation. There we go. If you didn't listen to the whole thing, at least you got that in the first five minutes. Anyway, I am not thinking about this. If you started a podcast and immediately skipped to the last two minutes, there you go. Yep, you got your stuff. All right, goodbye, everybody. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or feedback about the podcast, please email us at askingforafriend@psbible.com. For more information on our church, visit psbible.com.